today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. He realizes you have cancer, but he doesn't want you to be upset and he doesn't want to, you know, you to get mad and so he doesn't tell you. What kind of a doctor is that? That's no doctor at all. I think we do that in our interpersonal relationships. We're unwilling to speak the truth in love and in a loving way, even though we know that it's going to wound them. But the wounds of a friend are faithful. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ecclesiastes. Do you speak the truth in love to those you love? As you listen to today's message from Pastor J.D., he teaches you that it's important to speak truth in a loving way to others. Sometimes to make people not feel bad, you might not want to speak the truth, but your loved ones deserve to hear what truth is needed for them in their lives. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Verse 1, here he goes, <laughs> right out of the chute. A good name is better than precious ointment, expensive perfume, fragrant perfume, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Verse 2, it's going to get worse. Better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Now you see why I go to this passage when I do a memorial service. In other words, what he's saying is, it's actually better, as as strange and crazy as this may sound, it's actually better to go to a memorial service than it is to go to a wedding. And here's why. For that, speaking of death at the memorial service, is the end of all men and the living will take it to heart. Okay. You know, whenever I do a wedding, and I've done a few weddings in my time as a pastor, oh, so joyous. I love doing weddings. Don't get me wrong. But I actually, I don't want to use the word enjoy, although that's going to come up here in a moment. I actually look more forward to doing a memorial service than I do doing a wedding. And it's for the reasons that Solomon talks about here. You know what, a wedding? Oh my goodness. Hey, everybody's partying, drinking, eating, merry, happy, top of their game. Are you going to have a conversation with somebody at a wedding? about the deep issues of life. Hey, what are you doing? Why be such a killjoy, you party pooper? I don't suppose we use those <laughs> expressions anymore. I know that dates me. What a killjoy. What's the matter with you? Come on, we're at a wedding. This is a time of celebration. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry I brought it up. I'll see you at the memorial service. We'll talk then. 
He might be more interested in having this conversation at the memorial service. Yeah, you think? You're sitting there at the memorial service and you're looking at this thing and you're going, Oh, absent the rapture, that's me. Have you ever thought of it like this? I know I have. I don't recommend it for the faint at heart. Have you ever thought about what would be said at your memorial service? Oh man, I'm not going to think about that kind of stuff. How dark is that? That's morbid. No, think about that. That's, that's the end. That's your destiny. That's how it ends. Again, absent the rapture, <laughs> that's you. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. What's that saying? I know it's a secular crass saying, but those two things we all do, pay taxes and die. Isn't that just perky? It's true. It's, it's, it's the end of every man. It's the fate of every single one of us. And here's the wisdom in it. And here's why it's better to go to a memorial service, because at a memorial service, I'll be more introspective and take it to heart. At a wedding, psh, <laughs> I'm not thinking about those kinds of things. And even if the thought were to dare enter my mind, I'm out, out with you, I'm, I'm blowing it off. I'm not going to think about that. Not now. Not here. But boy, you go to a memorial service. And you know, when I do a wedding, it's like, can you just hurry up so we can go to the reception? In fact, you know what, what, I don't mean to be disparaging, but I've noticed something in recent years. It didn't always used to be like this, but in recent years, people will actually not come to the ceremony. They just skip it altogether and go straight to the reception afterwards. So I mean, they, they don't want to hear it. But at a memorial service it's different. Because we, as we say, well I need to pay my respects. Oh interesting. You know sometimes it's not so much that you're going to that memorial service for them, but you going to that memorial service is really more for you. Because that's when you'll take it to heart. You, as one who does memorial services, you've kind of got people's attention. At a wedding, they, you know, come on, come on already, come on, just, you know, you know. I mean, here I'm trying to, you know, hopefully this is a teachable moment. I can, I can really reach the family and friends that are there at that wedding with the, the deep and profound nuances of how the marriage between the husband and the wife is a microcosm and a picture of our relationship with Jesus Christ as our bridegroom. I might as well be up here just going blah, 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 blah. But at a memorial service, when I start talking about death, oh, you know, and I'm not talking about you, so don't get weird on me here. But a pastor will tell you that they can read how attentive the listeners are that he's speaking to. Again, don't get weird on me. You know, I've had people come up to me after uh, a teaching and say to me, Pastor, I'm so, so sorry. I, I, I fell asleep, you know, while you were teaching and it wasn't you. I just, you know, I, I, was, I was so tired and, 
And I always just love responding by saying, you know, I, I didn't even notice. And they're like, you didn't? I mean, I didn't need to tell you? Well, it, listen, not a problem. Here's what would be the problem. The problem isn't you sleeping during my sermons. The problem is if I sleep during my sermons. That's a problem. <laughs> but you can always tell, you know, and there's always the, the look when you're losing people. They're like, oh, you know the look. I mean, those eyelids are just, you know, and they try to, you know, fight it. By the way, that's sometimes why I'll yell, wake you up. Stop. Yeah. I say that to say this, at a memorial service, I, I, I would be hard-pressed to find somebody falling asleep. You've got their attention. I, I shouldn't say it like that. It's not that I have their attention. I think it's God has got their attention, because they knew that person very well, and they're grieving. And, and Solomon is going to talk about this next. He says, verse 3, sorrow is better than laughter, for by a sad countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. I think that says it all. Isn't it true? Wouldn't you agree that when you're mourning and there's sorrow, there is that introspection where you consider and ponder things that you would not otherwise ponder? We'll talk about this more when we get to verse 14. Verse 5, it is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For like the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. By the way, if this chapter, and really on to the rest of the book, because Solomon here in chapter 7, midpoint in this book, really turns a rather abrupt corner. And if this sounds a lot like the book of Proverbs, that's because this is a lot like the book of Proverbs. I mean, you have these, these rapid fire nuggets of wisdom that are just, I mean, they, they cut to the core. I mean, they, they just hit, and they hit hard. And because of the wisdom that is in them, and, and really what Solomon is saying here, he's echoing what he says throughout the Proverbs, which is basically this. It's better when somebody rebukes you than when somebody praises you, or sings your praises, perhaps better said. Now, initially you might, you know, resent the wounds of a friend. That friend is a true friend who will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. That's not a friend. That's an enemy, because the enemy multiplies kisses. The wounds of a friend can be trusted and are faithful. Now, again, initially you're going to resent it, but eventually you will appreciate it. And conversely, when somebody flatters you, sings your praises. Initially, you're really going to appreciate it. Oh, thank you. What else did you notice about me that you'd like to, you know, sing my praises? It's kind of like the guy that was having a conversation, and he was just talking about himself, talk, 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 talk about himself. 
And then he finally stops and he says, okay, I'm done talking about me. Why don't you talk about me? (laughs) It's all about me. As one said, the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. So initially I might appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. But here's what's going to happen. Eventually I'm going to resent it. Why didn't you tell me the truth? I'll tell you why you didn't tell me the truth. Why you didn't speak the truth in love, knowing that it would hurt me and wound me initially. I'll tell you why. It's not because you love me and didn't want to hurt me. No, it's because you love yourself. That's self-love. And you don't want me to block you on social media. No, that's for real. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, say anything because I want them to like me. Could you imagine going in to the doctor's office and the doctor does a diagnosis and he realizes you have cancer, but he doesn't want you to be upset and he doesn't want to, you know, you to get mad, and so he doesn't tell you. What kind of a doctor is that? That's no doctor at all. I think we do that in our interpersonal relationships. We're unwilling to speak the truth in love and in a loving way, even though we know that it's going to wound them. But the wounds of a friend are faithful. And here Solomon is saying it's better that they rebuke you. I don't want to be rebuked. Who wants to be rebuked? But the question isn't, do you want to be rebuked? The question is, do you need to be rebuked? If you need to be, this is many years ago on the mainland. It was an interesting situation without getting into the, the details of it all. But there was this situation where somebody confronted a, a brother in Christ eyeball to eyeball, belly to belly, as they say. And it was, he was doing the, the right thing biblically, Matthew 18, verses 15, 16, and 17, where you go to that person one-on-one. If they still don't receive it, you take two or more witnesses. If they still don't receive it, you take it to the church leadership. But you have to confront them. And we don't like to, we don't like confrontation. We'll do everything we can to avoid confrontation. So this brother, to his credit, risked the friendship, the relationship, the fellowship, and he rebuked this brother, and he confronted that brother. And I mean, the thing just blew up. And then somebody made this comment, and it just stuck with me. He said, wow, brother, you loved him that much? To do that? He must really love this brother to confront him. Now think about that. If if I don't care about you, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Man, you're gonna, whew, I don't want to be anywhere near you when you hit the wall, as you're gonna hit the wall. Pride always comes before the fall. And I'm not going to say anything. Why? I don't care. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but love won't let you get away with that. You are so concerned for them 
You are so caring for them that you will risk everything and confront them with the truth. And that's what Solomon is saying here. Verse 7, Surely oppression destroys a wise man's reason, and a bribe debases the heart. What's Solomon saying here? Well, two things, and they both have in common this propensity to crush somebody. And I think this speaks to the strength of one's character to stand up, bear up under a prolonged period of oppression, stress, pressure, and also on the other side of that to stand up under the temptation of a bribe. Both of these on opposite ends of the table have the potential to really cave somebody in. And it speaks to the strength of one's character to withstand. Verse 8, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Now this would seem like a firm grasp of the obvious, right? He goes on, verse 9, do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. You know, (laughs) this is something that comes with age. You know, over the years, as you just kind of go through things, and you, you know, when you're young, you've got plenty of energy, and I mean, you just are, and, and no patience, by the way. I mean, you're so impatient, and you're, you're unwilling to just calm down, just wait, be still, be patient. The end of this thing is better than the beginning of this thing. But in your haste, you will get so frustrated And then the danger is, is that frustration gives way to anger, and anger resides in the bosom of a fool. James says it this way, the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. I have to confess that over the years that I've been walking with the Lord, I have never regretted waiting patiently for the Lord... (laughs) to bring good and work this out in the end. And conversely, I have always regretted in my haste, in my impatience, getting frustrated and angry. And by the way, when you peel the layers back, it's all pride. That's what Solomon says here. It's a spirit of patience as opposed to a spirit of pride. Do you see the the contrast here. See, here's what pride says. I don't have time for this. Oh, really? Who do you think you are? I'm too good for this. Oh, really? That's pride. James says that the source of all arguments, all striving, all divisions, all discord, all conflict, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. At the core is pride. Hey, try to carry on an argument when you've humbled yourself. 
I think about the marriage relationship. Here's a husband and wife going at it. Me, what about you? That's the pot calling the kettle black. And then one takes the higher road by going low and going down and humbling themselves. And here's the other person. I mean, and here's the thing about pride. Oh my good, it's really adrenaline because the adrenaline gets going. And sometimes I think we get addicted to that adrenaline rush. Because when you're angry, and you're just, you know, I'm sorry for the sound effects. That's the best I got. I'll <laughs> try to do better. But and here's the other person going, you know what? You're right. No, you can't do that. Where's the fight? Come on. No, that's, you can't. How long, how long are you going to continue to argue with somebody that's humbling themselves? I mean, it just, it just dissipates the whole thing. It's, it's not only not putting another log on the fire to keep it burning, you're pouring water on that thing and you're putting it out. And, and here's the guy that likes the fight. We've talked about this. There are some people that just like to fight. They, they thrive on it. I mean, they wake up in the morning and there's that uh, adrenaline addiction and hey, there's no drama so I'm going to have to create it because I, I, I thrive in that environment. That's just the way they're wired. And so they go looking for it. And they have to look for it very long because it'll find them. In fact, you don't have to look at all. It'll look for you. Thank you very much. And it'll find you. Verse 10. <laughs> this is interesting. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. What's that uh, saying? In fact, I think there's a song. Those were the days, my friend, and those are the only words that I can remember to that song. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Oh, back in the good old days. Stop! Solomon says, don't do that. That's foolish. Sorry about the singing. I, some of you are looking at me going, I could have gone the rest of the night without that. But Solomon's saying, you do not inquire wisely. In other words, don't dwell on the past. Don't live in the past. The past is in the past. Leave the past in the past. What are you going to do to change it? nothing. And here's the thing, don't let the past destroy the present. You've been listening to another edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. One of the biggest lessons we learn from Ecclesiastes is this, you can have everything the world has to offer, the money, the most desirable job, the perfect family, but at the end of the day, none of those things truly matter. The only lasting thing that matters is who you put your hope in. All the riches in the world will never bring you the happiness you seek. Only Jesus can give you that. So seek Him. Maybe today you're hearing about Jesus for the first time. If that's the case, we have a resource we'd like to point you to. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on the ABCs of salvation. 
This will give you the basics of what it means to be a Christian and why it's so important to give your life to Jesus. If you have any questions, please connect with us by clicking on Contact under About. Or come visit us this weekend at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. All the information you need is at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can hear more of Pastor J.D.'s teachings from many books of the Bible at our website, too. Or download our mobile app to listen wherever you are, whenever you want. We'd also like to invite you to check out Pastor J.D.'s weekend update, the Mid-East Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible. You'll find these updates on our mobile app as well as on our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us for In Spirit and Truth.